Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health. I'm Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Today's episode is called Healing Missing Links from Hurt, Shame, and Lies from Childhood. In the therapy office, as I am a mental health therapist, I see many people with kind of these missing links that they don't even realize that they have them. And if we had a great childhood, there still might be some missing links and things that we gained, like anxiety or trying to be in control. And if we didn't have a great childhood, we could have even bigger missing links like worthiness or value. So no matter what your childhood is like, God can reveal his truth, his heart, his healing over your soul so that you can operate from his kingdom the way that he desires for you. You were made to be healed, whole, saved, and delivered. You can't operate from that place if you continue to go back to the lies that you always thought were truths about yourself. This episode will really walk you through many scenarios of possible hurt, shame, and lies, and you will experience breakthrough as you allow yourself to go back to the beginning and allow God to rewrite your story and align with what he says. We can gain healing from hearing truth over our stories. So allow this episode to really truly bring in God's presence into these missing pieces. You are worthy and loved. Last week, my episode was called The Apple Falls Far From the Tree in the Kingdom of God. And I talked about no matter what your upbringing was with your parents, God is our first and our priority, even if we did have a great childhood. If we truly want to grow, we are to honor our earthly parents, but seek first the kingdom of God. So the episode today is a really good follow-up from last week's episode. So make sure to check that out first before you listen to today. So thank you for those who have left me feedback on this podcast. If you haven't and you enjoy the show, scroll down and click on write a review. If you haven't followed me on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, please head on over and click subscribe and follow. You will get daily wisdom and revelation beyond just this podcast today. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this podcast. We welcome your presence. We bind distraction and the enemy influence right now. We give you full control. We surrender to you. Guide me to speak exactly what the listeners need to hear in this podcast. I pray that you prepare their hearts to be fully surrendered, to be healed in places they didn't even know needed healing, and that each of them can move up higher in confidence of who you called them to be, mighty children of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. So in this episode, I'm going to actually talk to you like I am your parent. You can use this episode to gain healing with any missing pieces, but also to guide you as a parent and a friend to other people in your life. We can't lead what we don't know. Many parents are wounded themselves, and then they have children as wounded children. And a lot of us, we have wounds that we don't even know that we have. And when I say wounds, I mean little ones and big ones. So we might do things that it feels good in the moment. We can be distracted. We can numb a lot. And we can be just kind of 
live and be busy. And then with some of us, it's not much of a life. And God wants us to be at peace and experience his joy at all times. Yes, we need to work. We need to provide. But God wants us to have his presence as we work, as we tend to our daily tasks with with our children, with our friends and our family, or if we're a grandparent, and to provide and have friendships. This episode has come from what I've seen as a therapist. I see people who come in with needs that don't even necessarily really know that they have. They have kind of these missing teachings that they don't even know that they didn't get as a child. I think all of us do. I see anxiety, I see depression, PTSD, dissociation, and throughout the stories that I see people are really doing the best they can with what they have. And there's been these kind of missing pieces, like I've been saying, missing conversations, missing opportunities, that if they would have had them, it would have brought them wholeness that wouldn't have brought them anxiety or depression. And so my hope in this episode is to really go through some things that I think could have been missing from your life, or maybe it could have been a better way or a different way. So as you listen and allow yourself to experience me as your parent or loved one talking to you, in my therapy training, this is kind of what I'd call a narrative therapy technique. So we're rewriting or narrating a preferred story. And so I want you to be open to that rewriting of your story. Neuroplasticity is something where the brain's capacity is able to continue growing and evolve in response to life experiences. This plasticity is the capacity to be shaped, molded, or altered, which is the ability for the brain to adapt or change over time. So you literally are creating new neurons and building new networks. In the Bible, this is Romans 12, 2, that you are not to be conformed by the powers of this world, but you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Just because we experienced something the way we did doesn't mean that we are meant to stay that way. So this episode is really meant to bring healing in places that need it. If I miss something that you truly needed, please send me an email. You can send it at Heidi at HeidiMortensonLMFT.com. That's H-E-I-D-I-M-O-R-T-E-N-S-O-N-L-M-F-T.com. And let me know what else you wanted to hear. I do have a trigger warning. This could trigger some of you. So if what I say is too difficult or too much, please just pause the podcast, take a break. You can come back to it later. Find a trusted friend or a counselor to talk to about what you got triggered by. All right, so the first thing that I'm going to walk through is explaining things. Parents can often tell their kids, because I said so, or oftentimes in situations, nothing is said. And what this does is it can cause a lot of fear or anxiety. We all want to understand why. We want to know why things happen. Even if we don't completely understand as a child, it's helpful when we at least get some sort of explanation and we can watch the peace or the emotions that happen on our parents. So I'm going to walk through a few situations right now. All right, so the first one is moving. So if any of you experienced a big change or a move, I'm going to talk to you like I'm your parent. Hey, sweetie, we got an opportunity to move out into the country so that we can have more land and we can grow a garden like we've been talking about. We are thinking about doing this in the next couple of months. What do you think about this? Can we talk about it? Or here's the next thing. We are needing to move into a townhome and we need to downsize our home. It will be closer to your school and we will be in town. 
we would need to do this in the next couple of weeks. I'm sorry, that kind of feels like a short notice. How do you feel about this? And then as you are moving, and after you move, I'd sit down and I'd say, honey, how are you doing since we've moved? Do you like your new home? Tell me what this change has been like for you. Can we talk about it? If you noticed in both of these situations, I was explaining to you why as a parent. I didn't just say because, okay, you're smart. Kids are smart. We need to know why. Explaining the why helps decrease anxiety. All right, so the next situation is divorce. Kids, your dad and I, we need to sit down and talk about something with you. And as you all sit down, as you know, we've had a lot of struggles as a couple, and you have all seen this in the home. This fighting is not okay, especially in front of you guys. And we weren't able to come back and talk about it. These are not your issues, and it is not your fault. We've had some bigger things that we haven't been able to move through, and we have made a decision to get a divorce. This makes us very sad for each other, and it makes us sad for you, and we are sorry. It means that we're going to be living in separate homes, and you will need to go back and forth between the homes. And right now, it's okay for you to feel however you feel. If you feel sad, if you feel mad, if you're afraid, if you're anxious, whatever you feel is okay. We love you all very, very much. Do you want to talk at all? Do you have any questions? And then as parents, you give your kids opportunity to talk, ask questions. They can cry, scream, whatever it is that they need to do. Let them do it. There's nothing wrong with how they act at this point. And if you are a child or if you're an adult right now that didn't experience this kind of talk as a child, I want you to think of it like you did. See Jesus in the home when you found out and have him show you a more peaceful way. All right, so the next thing is fighting. So earlier today, you saw dad and I have a fight. We don't want to do that. We're sorry that we fought in front of you. And now we want to show you what we want to do as a couple and as your parents. And so then in front of the kids, I would then apologize to my husband. I have my husband apologize to me and then we'd kiss. And then I'd say, kids, we love you very much. Sometimes we have disagreements and that's okay. We want you to know that we talked about it and we're able to come to somewhat of an agreement afterwards. Do you have any questions since you guys saw it? Most of the time when you do this and you're open as a parent, kids are like, nope, we're good. <laughs> Can we play? And really that's how it should be. Kids should not be worried or concerned about parent issues. However, when it does happen, it's okay. It's an opportunity to teach kids how to move through difficulties so that they know what it looks like when they are older. And honestly, I really would be encouraging here to not hide from this um, because it is important for kids to be able to learn how to move through conflict, how to walk through difficulties with communication. Because so often we get to it as, as an adult and there's high anxiety around conflict because they've never seen how to actually deal with it. Um, so I really would encourage that to be a little bit more open and talked about in the home. All right, so the next thing is Jesus. Believe it or not, many parents actually leave it up to the church to talk about Jesus. And so I would say, in our home, we celebrate when you have decided to follow Jesus. We are so excited. 
do you know what that means? I'm going to ask you, do you know what that means? I know that Jesus is my Savior. I'd say to you, well, you know how sometimes when I've yelled and I wish that I didn't? Well, what I do after that is I pray and ask Jesus to help me to be a patient mommy for you. He guides me and he helps me. I know that my flesh is weak and us humans will not be perfect, but we know the one who is perfect and he came to die on the cross so that we could be free from our sins and our imperfections. But guess what? He loves me and he loves you no matter what. Even when we yell, even when we sin or cause issues for other people. So when we decide to make him our savior, he sends us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us and guide us and teach us. So we're a brand new person. And as we continue to live our life, we talk to the Holy Spirit and he helps us be more like Jesus. The next one is serving. We're going to make some cookies for the new neighbors. Do you want to help make them and make a card for them? There's a nursing home around the corner that I know would love to have visitors. Would you like to come and bless some people with me? So the next one is emotions. You get to feel how you feel. What you do with them is what matters. It's okay for you to get angry, but it's not okay for you to hit your sister with it, with that anger. It's okay for you to feel sad, but it's not okay for you to isolate yourself for hours in your room and not talk to us. Taking a break is totally fine, but at some point, it's important to talk about it or to journal. Maybe we could have you call grandma or auntie that you can talk to someone else about it. It's important that we don't keep things inside that makes us feel really sad and stuck. You will never be in trouble with us if you have something difficult to talk about. We want you to be able to share. The next one is lying. So it's important that you tell the truth. I would rather you tell the truth when you are in trouble than lie. In the Bible, it says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so I care more about what's in your heart than your behavior and your choices. Your behavior and your choices will change and grow, but your heart is where it starts. Is there something going on for you that you're struggling with something in your heart? Can we talk about it? So the next one is mistakes and even tragedies. Sweetie, I'm so sorry that you got hurt. Come here, let me give you a hug. Let's look at what happened to you. It looks like it's just a little cut. I can get something to clean that up a bit. Maybe we'll get a Band-Aid for it. All right, so the next one, let's say you're lost and your parents can't find you. And when they do, here's the parent, there's the response. Oh, honey, I'm so glad that we found you. We've been so worried about you. Are you okay? Please, I need you to let us know if you leave. You need to let us know. We were so worried about you and we love you so much. And so right now, I just want to pray for you listeners that did not experience this. I pray for healing over any of you whose parents got so scared and so freaked out and showed the emotions of either you being missing or um, you made a choice that wasn't okay and that their response has now caused trauma for you. So I pray for healing over that. It's not that we can't be scared as parents or your parents can't be scared, but that they make good choices with their emotions. They don't realize that their emotional response can create more trauma for you. And I also pray for you, if you are a parent or a grandparent, that you can be calm under chaos and pressure situations, that that doesn't cause trauma for your kids. So say, let's say something was broken that your parent really loved very much. Can you tell me what happened here? This is my favorite 
vase and it's broken. I'm really sad about this. So let's say you communicate it, you tell them what happens. Okay, thank you very much for telling me the truth. I know you didn't tend to do that, but I'm really sad because this was important to me. Can you help me clean it up? It's okay, things happen. I love you very much. And so in response to some of these, here's a response to mistakes. Mistakes happen. You aren't bad. The mistake or the behavior was. As a parent, I need to teach you, not shame you. Shaming you is when I say something that makes you feel like you are bad. You are not bad. Please forgive me if I have done something as a parent that's made you feel like you are bad. I wish that I would have been able to teach you instead when you make mistakes. As a parent, I need to teach you and help you to learn from mistakes and behaviors, not make you feel like you're bad because you are worthy and important even when you make mistakes. So please forgive me for my parenting choices that weren't always helpful. So I'm going to talk about some basic things at different developmental levels. Social situations. When you go to new people's homes, you say hi to them. You say nice to meet you. You shake their hands. With family members, when you greet them, you often will give them hugs. So always make sure to greet people. Let's say someone emails you or texts you with a question. Make sure to give them a response, even if you don't have an answer yet. For example, if someone asks you to babysit or to hang out and you need to ask your parents, just say, I need to ask my parent. Don't just not get back to them. It's always important to at least get back to people. When in doubt, communicate and be clear with others. Make sure to say please when you ask for something. Say thank you when something, someone does something nice for you or say no thank you if you don't need something. Make sure to look people in the eye when they are talking to you and really keep your head up and be confident. You are a mighty child of God. Here's something basic, but I'm going to put this in here. Make sure to shower every day. Make sure to brush your teeth every morning and night. The dentist would say three times a day. <laughs> um, exercise is important. Make sure to exercise at least three times a week. And here's some things I got from my mom. <laughs> Don't eat margarine. Eat butter. Don't eat sugar-free stuff. Don't eat diet pop or diet soda. And don't even drink much soda or much pop. And then here's something I'm going to end with, which is people who've experienced sexual things, touching, even sexual abuse or just experimentation. I'll have clients that will come in feeling a lot of shame around this and feeling like there's something wrong with them. And so what I do is I actually walk through a developmental conversation as a parent and how you can talk to kids at different developmental levels. So I'm going to start from age zero to three. Okay, honey, you don't let anybody touch you there. Those are your private, so you don't let anyone touch you there except for mommy or daddy or a babysitter that we're okay with. Okay, when you move up then from like age three to six and they're starting to go to the bathroom, it's the same thing. Don't ever let anybody touch you there. You don't touch anybody else there. And if anybody does, you tell mommy or daddy or a trusted adult. When you go to the doctor, this is different, and a lot of times the doctor is actually going to talk about that with you, which is a good thing. And we have an awesome book here that we're going to read. It's called Good Touch, Bad Touch. And so we'll talk about this and we'll read. And so just kind of communicate at a developmental level. 
um, when kids are younger, it's not something that needs to be talked about very much. I'd say kind of like once or twice a year conversation, maybe when they're in the bathtub or changing their diaper, you just kind of have to communicate it and mention it and ask them, do you have any questions about that? Just make it clear that this is something that you are aware of and something that you want it to be open for them to be able to talk to you and have clear conversations about it. So as they get older, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, they start to get a little bit older, it's still the same conversation, but obviously you're not going to talk like you do a four-year-old. You're going to talk to them at that developmental age and saying, you don't touch anybody there, don't let anybody else touch you. As they get older, you want to enter into seeing if they have questions for you and asking if they're curious about anything and let them know that our bodies respond in certain ways and sometimes we have funny feelings down there. And again, this is something that all parents can do it differently. It's just important to at least talk about it. I know with some people they're very uncomfortable with this conversation, but we need as parents to talk about it and not have other people having these conversations with kids or you know what happens in my office is 40 years old and they come in and they have a memory of being touched in daycare and have all sorts of shame around it and so it's important as parents to communicate about it so then if something does happen they can go to them right away and say i didn't like that this is what happened and then they can process it and talk about it and there's not shame around it and then here's what how i would respond if something did happen So if something does happen, the response needs to be similar to what I had earlier, which is not freaking out. So sweetie, what happened? Can you tell me what happened? How does that make you feel? What was that like for you? I'm so sorry that that happened to you. That was not okay. Thank you so much for sharing this information with me. We will make proper choices to change things. And so here is where a parent would you know, either change something with daycare or not have that sitter, maybe do report to CPS. We need to walk through the proper choices of protecting the child. If it was an adult that was touching them, 100% need to call the police, need to call CPS, which is um, Child Protective Services. You call the county. Anytime that there is sexual abuse, sexual assault with the child needs to be reported. When there's things that you're kind of like, I don't know what that is. The kids were just being curious. With those situations, you'd want to, first of all, get all the information from your child. In some situations, talk to the other parent and see if maybe you can even do a conversation where it's like, we're sorry, we didn't didn't know it was happening. And both parents can separately basically just do an education and teaching to the kids, not freak them out, not make them feel like they're these horrible kids, but really just help them to learn at a developmental level, but then follow up and connect and see what's happening. The important thing is being able to talk through, not be super fearful, be calm, be peaceful, and not make kids feel like they're doing something wrong. And so if you experienced some sexual inappropriateness, sexual assault, sexual abuse. I pray for healing over those memories and that you can talk about it with someone. Those are things that can cause a lot of shame because you think that there's something wrong with you. There's not, okay? There's not something wrong with you, but it's important to go talk to somebody about it. And so I just pray for an opening for you. So right now I just break off all shame in the name of Jesus. 
over any uncomfortable sexual experiences or things that you're not quite sure, maybe you don't have clear memories on, I just break all shame in the name of Jesus. Kids don't know what they're doing and we need parents to teach us and to help us. And sometimes parents don't always know what they're doing. And so if they weren't there to teach us, we wanna be able to forgive them but not allow the shame to fall on us. So I pray for you to just release anything that you have been holding on to and just put it at the foot of the cross. Give it to Jesus. See it leaving you. Even with some of the other things that I was talking about today, whether it was sexual or whether it was just feeling shame about a mistake or a choice or just a trauma where it wasn't explained to you where you were left in confusion as a kid, I want you to just seeing it just lifting off of you coming off of you and just going to the foot of the cross or even seeing Jesus take it from you. And so just allow him to just take it and as you feel it being released from you, it's like baggage is just coming off. And as we know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, his blood covers all of this, letting go our pain, our trauma, other people's pain, other people's trauma. We just let it go to the cross his blood covers it all and as he takes it all i want you to see jesus and yourself being co-crucified on the cross and then in the third day he rose again and you are now seated in heavenly places with him see yourself in the throne room with god with jesus the holy spirit is there mercy seat is there. The 12 elders are there. And so God, I thank you for this episode. I thank you for the healing that happened in places that we didn't even know needed healing. And I thank you, Lord, that each one of these listeners is worthy. And that as a parent, I would tell you that you are a world changer. You are going to make a difference in this world. You are making a difference in this world. You are strong, you are courageous, you are smart, you are capable, you are loved. What other people do doesn't determine who you are. The first identity that you have is a child of God and what Jesus says about you is more true. Even as a parent, what a parent has to say doesn't have as much value as God. And so we just pull up, we rise up what God has said over you, that you are loved, you are worthy, that I am so proud of you. Luke 12, 7 says, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear. You are more valuable than any sparrows. So God, I thank you for the healing that has happened from this episode. I thank you for the peace that you are bringing to each one of the listeners, that the love that you are pouring over them. And right now, I just pray for more love, more peace, more of your presence. Thank you, God, for your healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 
or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.